Hi, welcome to the McTigert Attack podcast. I'm Kevin McTigert. And um, people find me funny when I get angry about things. So I do that in this podcast. Um, I do rant about things that piss me off. And I uh, also try to be inspirational and motivational sometimes, too. If you find any of this entertaining or inspirational or educational or whatever, feel free to subscribe, share, and review it. I'd appreciate it. Um, today's episode, it's Wednesday, so I'm debuting the second episode of... Wrestling Wednesday on my podcast where I'm going to talk about all things professional wrestling. Well, when I say all things, I mean WWE and AEW. That's those things. Those two. That's not all the things. There's other things in wrestling, I understand. but So I'm just going to talk about my thoughts on WWE and AEW for the past week. Um... And beyond that, too, because there's some stuff I forgot to say in last week's episode that I wanted to say in this one. Uh, Firstly, before I forget to say it again, uh, AEW, the first episode of AEW, like, I I didn't watch the pay-per-view where he debuted as an announcer for AEW, but I did listen to the I did watch the first episode of AEW back in October and I have to tell you I had no idea how much I missed hearing Tony Schiavone call a wrestling match. I had no idea how much I missed that. Like he was the voice of WCW Monday Nitro for a few years there. For for years, for years. He was the voice of WCW. Especially after Jim Ross left. And Jim Ross, he's in AEW too. So you've, so you've got Tony Schiavone and JR per- announcing again together with a mas- masked guy named Excalibur who's actually pretty damn good. He knows his shit. I'm impressed. I listened to his episode on the... Uh, AEW podcast with Tony hosted by Tony Schiavone and the um the 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 Aubrey Edwards uh the the female announcer there who also does a lot of things for AEW behind the scenes that I was not aware of. She seems like a very interesting person. As is Tony Schiavone. He's good. It's good to hear him happily announce wrestling cuz he clearly did not enjoy his time in WCW, especially towards the end. So, there's that. So, yeah, I missed... I I didn't realize how much I was going to miss hearing Tony Giovanni call a match. It felt so great to, like, to hear him back. Like, it was something that I didn't think I was missing. And then when I heard it, I'm like, where has this been for the last 18 years? 19, 19 years. It had been about 19 years since I've heard Tony Schiavone call a wrestling match. On TNT, of all places, too. 
crazy. So I wanted to get that off my chest. So, so there. Um, let's see. SmackDown. Did I watch SmackDown? What did I like of SmackDown? Like, I watched AEW. AEW was good. Orange Cassidy is definitely fucking hilarious. And an excellent wrestler. Oh my god. His wrestling skills are amazing. Like, you have to have lightning-fast wrestling skills to have a gimmick like that. Orange Cassidy, very laid-back, usually very laid-back. Extremely laid-back. But catch him in the ring, and he's... You better watch out, because you might get your ass kicked. And him being a cameraman in that last match, you know, was fucking brilliant. And I'm really looking forward to his match with Jericho at Fighter Fest in a couple weeks. The um, a two-part show on TNT that'll be on the Dynamites for July first and July eighth will be Fighter Fest, so that should be exciting. Um, let's see. So yeah, I like that. Um, I I really like AEW. I just it, it's different. They're letting the fans, the less wrestlers. Cut their own promos. I thought it was interesting. I I listened to two podcasts that Brody Lee and John Moxley did with Chris Jericho, and yeah, I think I listened to this after I recorded the episode last week. And forgive me if I'm repeating myself, but yeah, I listened to those two interviews with Jericho, and it was funny. Hearing them talk about having to learn how to write their own promos again. Because they hadn't done that for quite a long time in WWE. Because they have their promos written for them. Which is so unnatural, I would have to think, for a professional wrestler. To go there to have like this stuff written for them. I'm like, what? This is... And a lot of times, I'm not going to say this. I have to wonder how much I'm not going to say this happens. I just... I don't think it happens that often. I think a lot of the wrestlers in WWE are just happy to be there. And it shows sometimes because they're just happy to be there, but they still just sort of go through the fucking motions at the same time. But I did like uh, AEW. It was good. And then um, I listened to those two podcast episodes last week, which were very interesting on the Chris Jericho podcast. I forget what it's called. Look up the Chris Jericho podcast. I don't fucking know. Um, Talk is Jericho? That's what it's called. Anyway. Then SmackDown happened. I missed sort of the beginning of it. But I saw that Matt Riddle won the match with AJ Styles. And this is probably a good point to mention the whole Me Too movement has hit professional wrestling this week. I think Jimmy Havoc has been uh, suspended and going to have treatment or something. I think that had something to do with the Me Too movement. I think there's quite a few wrestlers. Jim Cornette was involved in the Me Too movement with him and his wife having sex with wrestlers and that's the only way that they can advance with them or whatever. And then Matt Riddle was involved in a controversy. But it looks like the woman has been stalking him for a few years because they have a restraining order against her or something like that. So I think the Matt Riddle thing has been resolved. But I might be wrong about that. And I apologize if I am. 
And then I guess Sammy Guevara at some point, might have been recently or whatever, um, said some terrible comments about Sasha Banks. And he's been suspended without pay. And they're giving his salary to a woman's fund in Jacksonville, which is a great move by AEW. But seriously, man, just because you're in tights and half... Just because you're half naked and there's a woman who is in the same federation as you, same company as you, who's also half naked, doesn't mean she wants to have sex with you. Just because you're both scantily clad or whatever, just because you both wear bikini clothes and and shorty shorts doesn't mean they want to have sex with you. All right. Hold on to your fucking selves. You're there to wrestle. You're not there to, you know, be awful to women. You stupid fucking douchebags. Anyway, Matt Riddle wrestled in the, and beat AJ Styles, which was um, interesting. But I think the big thing I got from SmackDown was I wanted to watch Firefly Funhouse and the return of it. And uh, Bray Wyatt brought back the, the, I don't know how to even describe it, the original Bray Wyatt, the um, Wyatt family, Bray Wyatt. So he's going to fight Braun Strowman. I think they're saving... I heard that somebody suggested this. I think it might have been on Twitter. Twitter wrestling. Wrestling Twitter, by the way, is the worst. Anyway. uh, Yeah. I think they're going to save The Fiend for the live shows. Because... I don't know. But yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing it. I think Bray Wyatt is one of their top properties. Properties. What an awful word. Talents. One of their top talents, and they need to use him as much as they could. Because I think he, I think the crowd likes him. I, I, I think, I think they, they, just let him do his thing, man. Let him do his thing. Don't fuck it up for them, WWE. Let him do his fucking thing. He knows what the fuck he's doing. He comes from a great wrestling family of, of, uh, Mike Rotunda and Barry Windham is his uncle and. All that stuff, alright? So let, let, let him fucking do his thing. He knows what the fuck he's doing. But I did like seeing the original Wyatt family, Bray Wyatt, back. Which makes sense to go up against Braun Strowman. Because, um, that's who Braun Strowman came up with. That's how Braun Strowman arrived in WWE, was because of the Wyatt family, Bray Wyatt. So... That just made fucking sense. So that that was a great way to end SmackDown on Friday. And then on Sunday, I watched part five of the Undertaker documentary. But I already talked about that on Monday's episode. So if you want to know what I said, go ahead and, and watch that episode to get my opinion on all of that. So I watched that on Sunday. And then Raw happened um, summarily last night. And I thought it was a good show. Uh, I guess Charlotte is hurt. From what I understand, she's out until next year, possibly. Did Nia Jax do it, or was it an injury she already had? Ric Flair seemed pretty fucking pissed off when he was, you know, introducing Randy Orton later on in the show. So, what exactly did Nia Jax break another one? And should... I love that, like, Nia Jax isn't even in the main event. She's not even 
I mean, she's not even going to be in an extreme rules. Like, maybe that's how they wrote her off or something like that. I don't know, but I like that. I guess I missed this watching last night, but I guess Asuka is fighting Sasha Banks at Extreme Rules, which is great. I'm looking for... I, I want to watch that match. That looks very interesting to me. And so that's interesting. But yeah, man, don't, don't, don't because, because just because you're a scantily clad dude at work doesn't mean you should make advances on a female employee, female coworker who's also scantily clad because you're both paid to be scantily clad. Wrestlers, I mean, wrestlers in general wear scantily clad clothing. They wear very minimal clothing. So it's like probably very easy for, for stupid men to get the wrong signals thinking that a woman wants to bone him. Or a woman wants to be boned by him. I really don't know what the term boned means. But but yeah, I thought Raw was an interesting show. Um, I do like Seth's Monday Night Messiah character. It's It takes courage to like change your character like that. But honestly, I got kind of sick of him the other way anyway. So this this makes a lot of sense. Him being the Monday Night Messiah and using that to his advantage. And using that to turn into a new character, which is which is good. And um, but yeah, I think I don't think we're done yet with these Me Too movements. I've I've heard rumors of other ones that might be out there. So yeah, I I wonder what's going to happen with that. But my God, yeah. But I so it's the second Raw in a row that I thought was a really good show. So maybe it was Paul Heyman. Maybe Bruce Prichard is doing a good job because he does a good job with Smackdown those shows were only two hours but they seemed to fly by this was a three hour raw and I barely fucking noticed it this time around and they didn't have wrestlers wrestling twice in the same three hours because that's just fucking stupid so yeah it was an interesting three hour show for the second week in a row I don't know what the ratings will say but I don't give a shit about the ratings I found the shows enjoyable. I found all of the wrestling shows that I watched this week enjoyable. I don't really remember what I saw on NXT, but I might try to watch it this week because it's the triple threat match for the uh, for the North American Championship. So, but I'll talk about that on next week's um, Wrestling Wednesday podcast episode of the McTigert Attack podcast. Until then. That's the bottom line if you smell what the McTaggart Attack podcast is cooking.